Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome to the first episode of whatever this podcast is. My name is Jordan. Uh, This is my friend Brian laughing here beside me. What's up? Yeah, we got to figure out a name for this thing Mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah, I I think that, uh, you know, we're we're going to we're going to be off to a good start, though, whether we've got a name or not. For now, we'll call it Untitled Podcast Project. How's that? No one's ever done that before. No, absolutely not. I'll definitely remember that name, too. I'm not sure really how to kind of describe this, but basically every uh, every episode we're going to show up um, with our sort of differing, possibly the same, uh, uh, possibly totally vastly different knowledges of one sort of very specific subject. And this week's subject is something that Brian has picked out for us that I'm kind of familiar with a little bit, like the the kind of main touch points, but uh, uh, not nearly as much as it seems Brian is. So Brian, why don't you introduce the topic and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, well, today we are talking about cyber grind, which is a uh, micro subgenre of a micro subgenre, from what (laughs) I understand, of uh, the larger subgenre of grindcore. And I'm not like terribly familiar with it either, to be honest. Like, I'm like a grind head for sure, but like, but I never really dug deep into this micro genre here. Um, this like idea basically came to me from like um, scrolling through the last FM tag of like Cyber Grind and then just finding a bunch of hilarious and also possibly offensive band names that I just <laughs> laughed at, you know, while I was high one night and I was like, oh, I want to, we got to talk about cyber grind. This is nice. like, this is, yeah, this is something else. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, um, from what I understand, it's like a subgenre of grindcore that just, which, um, features prominently like drum machines and that kind of thing. And a lot of like, not like video game samples, but a lot of like electronic elements as well. Um, we, I mean, we have a lot of examples we'll get into. But, sure. Um, so, so for yeah, the listener ahead. that's joining us completely, uh, let, let's say our parents are listening right now. Uh, what is grindcore exactly? <laughs> oh man. Um, grindcore is like, I don't even, yeah, I've, I've never had to describe this before. Like, do you want me to take a run I'm at not- it? Yeah, yeah, you, you take a sure. <laughs> so, so grindcore is uh, a genre of heavy metal, perhaps the first genre of extreme metal uh, that kind of came out in the 1980s. Um, and basically, it took more influence from like punk than uh, kind of other types of metal. I feel like maybe, um, and that was characterized by extremely fast tempos, uh, short song lengths, and um, usually like socio-political messages in the songs so napalm death uh can kind of be looked at as like the inventors of and exemplars of the genre uh and yeah like like that song you suffer is kind of like you know the the textbook grind statement i feel like (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's like very very short songs most of the time i think sonically has the most in common with like death metal maybe yeah absolutely offshoot of death metal kind of Mm -hmm. And that's that's where the the grind and the grindcore comes from is from the extremely low sort of churning sound of the guitars because it's it's right, it's yeah, definitely yeah. like you know uh, uh, again if, if we're talking about our parents if they come in and you're listening to Iron Maiden it's like what is this noise it's like come on there's a lot of like this this incorporates like you know uh, elements of classical music and blah 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 whereas if my mom came in while I was listening to Napalm Death and it was like what is this noise I'd be like yeah no that that's fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think my parents are really into like grindcore either. Sure. Or even at all. Like maybe power violence. I don't know. Maybe I can put them onto some power violence. <laughs> <Maybe like. laughs> 
So yeah, um, to get back to today's topic, uh, uh, so the grind we know kind of now comes from Grindcore, and as you said, or sort of implied, the cyber comes from these uh, kind of futuristic elements like drum machines, like synthesizers, like sci-fi samples, like uh, uh, video game chip tune kind of elements, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, so uh, did you, did you want to kind of take us through a little bit of the uh, your understanding of the evolution of it, and then I'll kind of chime in with my own uh, uh, thoughts. Yeah. So the uh, the bulk of the research I did was on like rate your music. So we might we might have differing accounts of what happened with Cybercrime. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, as far as I know, like the earliest band or the most prominent band early on was Agoraphobic Nosebleed. Um, and then I guess another band would be the Berserker. Yeah, I think yeah, Agoraphobic Nosebleed. I think most notably is like yeah, the, the maybe the first Cybergrind band or maybe the most popular. I don't, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, I think to ma- to make more sense of it, we should probably like get into like what like how does this differ how how does this differ from like other micro subgenres like th- like Cybergrind is like separate from Nintendo Core from from what I understand, <laughs> right? Like, so or, so Nintendo Core, are we talking about like Horse the Band? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've run into the Nintendo Core tag a lot in my Cybergrind research. But, I, I've um, not heard it, but I made an educated guess. <laughs> yeah, we might play a band later that leans more Nintendo Core. But um, yeah, and also not to be confused with like White Belt Grindcore, um, which is like MySpace era grind. Like that was usually played by kids that got into the genre from like metalcore or like that era of like yeah the metalcore scene or deathcore or whatever we're throwing around a lot of subgenres that might confuse people but oh that's okay, okay. Uh, uh you know people can do their own research as needed uh if they want to expand the horizons beyond cyber grind but i think that uh, anyone who listens will leave today with at least uh, a better understanding of cyber grind than they entered with uh, both of us included i hope Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't really know much about like the, the origins of the genre, but um, I, yeah, from what I've gathered, Agoraphobic Nosebleed and the Berserker were the two bands. Um, I kind of started like as like one man projects, I think too. Um, just a dude, a guitar, and a drum machine, I think. Or or is drum machine grinded a separate genre itself? I'm, well, I'm I'll, really I'll, sure. I'll get into that uh, in when I kind of talk about my history portion. But uh, uh, continue. Yeah. Um, so I kind of. Dove into the genre because I was on a bit of a like not a Nintendo core but white belt grind core kick myself. Just finding myself nostalgic for you know like the the MySpace era of just like metal and hardcore where it was just a lot of just visually very and aesthetically just very gross and <laughs> like, like a lot of like all over print like sure yeah 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 shirt and stuff like that and a lot of flat brim baseball caps yeah so uh, so would a band like animosity fit into that yeah that's like myspace deathcore yeah yeah um Um, another band i'm (laughs) thinking of like as far as white belt grind goes uh like sawtooth grin would that kind of fit what you're talking about hell yeah 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 absolutely like like more they were more sassy than well and that's what i think of with white belt is right is is the sassy emo kind of thing yeah for sure they put out they they put out an album last year like after like twenty years of not being a band mm. and it's so fucking good the soft tooth grin. <laughs> See the, these are all bands that I am aware of but I'm only vaguely familiar with because of playing in bands with people that were five to ten years younger than me. Uh, this is like just after my era of kind of like. Um, 
well, I guess when I was really, really involved in underground music. So I was kind of like uh, uh, petering out of like the emo screamo scene around like 2005, six, uh, right as this sort of stuff was kicking off. Yeah. So I was thinking about that when we were kind of comparing our like outlines for the episode. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because we do have a bit of a problematic age gap. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, like... I, you're what 30 i'm 40 i turned 40, 40 last year oh, yeah yeah 40 wow okay so, yeah so we're seven years apart yeah so like yeah i was thinking about that when i was putting together my outline of like my understanding of cyber because like a lot of the bands i was like digging into that i was like gravitating towards were more of like that myspace era so like that's that's the stuff I, that resonated with me the most was that yeah that more scene kind of sure stuff. yeah and I, th I think um, that's what'll be nice about about both of us bringing stuff to the table here is we can kind of fill in the gaps for each other um, exactly. Seems yeah. like as, as good a segue as any into me kind of talking about the little bits of, of histor historically wise that I wanted to cover. Um, so I should okay. say right up front, your work was the product of actual research. Uh, everything that's about to come <laughs> out of my mouth is pure speculation. This is just from my own uh, uh, understanding of having come up listening to all these different musics and kind of like seeing the logical progression and the influence. Um, but yeah, so I feel like two places where maybe things started, um, uh, if not at least parallel to the timeline that Agoraphobic was coming out. Because I think the first seven inch they did came out like 94 or 95, I want to say. Um, and that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and so like 92, uh, you get stuff like Atari Teenage Riot. Um, you also, that year you get, or, or earlier, I think 91, maybe it's even 89, I don't know. Uh, you get um, Godflesh and specifically the album Street Cleaner. And I think that those are both really kind of interesting parallel evolutions of the same two ideas. Because what, what the sort of ideas are that are coming together in Cybergrind is like heavy metal and then broadly speaking, electronic music. Uh, and that comes in with like the drum machines or the synths and things like that. Um, and yeah, so, yeah. so these other two kind of uh, genres use those elements, but in different ways. And I think that that's interesting. So like- For sure, yeah. Yeah, so, so um, like Godflesh kind of birth industrial metal. Uh, so you got like, the guitars and stuff. And actually, I think one of the guys from Godflesh was in Napalm Death at one point. Um, Probably, yeah. And, uh, I don't even uh, think they have any original lineup anymore. Oh, yeah. No, they're one of those bands that is like completely turned over, I think. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, um, so either their songs are much slower, much longer. They don't have the kind of like frenetic uh, uh, bursts of energy of, of grindcore. And also the lyrics are a lot kind of more vague and and imagery based and not kind of overtly political. And then I feel like Atari Teenage Riot go the total other direction. And what's interesting about that is that they so, so the other two bands, if we're talking about like Godflesh and then the genre broadly of Cybergrind, take 
electronic elements and incorporate them into heavy metal music. Whereas I think that ATR took heavy metal and punk elements and incorporated them into dance music and specifically like, yeah, like hardcore. And so, you know, you can hear that on a song like Start the Riot where, you know, you've got these thrash metal samples, but then you've also got the big distorted 909 kick and just like screaming about killing fascists or whatever. And yeah, and, and so like uh, at a certain point, uh, Justin Broderick from Godflesh and Alec Empire from ATR work together. Uh, if you haven't heard the Curse of the Golden Vampire records, check those out. They're really cool. Um, and yeah, and so like I, I think that those are kind of two interesting kind of like possible origin touch points for the genre. Um, and then, yeah, something that you mentioned before was like, what is the difference, if there is any, between like electro grind and drum machine grind and cyber grind? And that's sort of the next place that I wanted to go. Um, so I actually really hadn't heard the term cyber grind. I was really more uh, familiar with with calling this stuff drum machine grind. And I think that that's largely because of the age difference, uh, because yeah, probably <laughs> there was like it was mostly just the drum machine element because it was kind of the, the conceit of it. I felt like at the time was like we couldn't find a drummer to play fast enough for our band. So we had to use a yeah. machine. <laughs> and, and so that was like the drum machines were kind of the sole electronic element. And I feel like as time goes on, you get things like uh, like the Locust incorporating the Juno synths and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, these other kind of more electronic or synthetic elements. Um, and that I feel like kind of is what maybe pushes it over from just like drum machine grind, because that's, you know, right in the name, the drum machine is kind of what differentiates it. And then, so I feel like there's, yeah. there's you got to like add a couple other, put a little bit more pepper on it to push it over into cyber grind. Right. Yeah. I was almost going to say that they're kind of interchangeable because like a lot of the stuff I was hearing was, yeah, like I was trying to find another electronic element and it. it's like sometimes there's synths, but most of the time, yeah, it was just kind of like heavy drum machine type stuff. And then, yeah, once you kind of get into like the locust territory, like mm -hmm. you, much like many years later when they're kind of yeah playing with like the weird synths and stuff like that and yeah that that's how, i think that's how you get cyber grind and mm -hmm. then white belt grind from from there okay so i think the first like um major like body of work for cyber grind was this album altered states of america by agoraphobic nosebleed i know it's like the, not the first uh example of the genre itself but this this feels like the most for lack of a better word cohesive work in the genre um early on and it's uh existence at least because this right. thing is a whopping how many goddamn songs it's 127 songs in 41 minutes <laughs> yeah sorry and i guess i should say it's, it's 100 tracks because i had the cd the little three inch guy 
Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Those were the three inch CDs. Those were mm-hmm. those were kind of big for a while, weren't they? And the... Yeah, the Locust uh, did it. Uh, Agoraphobic. I'm sure tons of other bands that I can't think of right now. Yeah, and just going through this album again, uh, Altered States of America. It's just the the song titles are alone worth reading here. Well, and mm-hmm. there's actually an interesting story about this one. So uh, let's 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 play a track here. Uh, we're gonna play a track here. Uh, Brian, would you like to introduce this one? Uh, Twelve days of rectal anarchy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so why don't, why don't you talk about um, broadly the song titles uh, on this album, and then I will tell you, if you don't already know, about uh, the Rectal Anarchy Suite. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, this. Uh, like, I've noticed yeah, this uh, this album has a couple of suites on it, in that, <laughs> um, yeah, it, like, you know, going through, scrolling through the song titles here on Spotify, there's, yeah, there's a lot of interesting titles here, like uh, Apocalypse as Mescaline Experience, or... Uh, <laughs> And then you get to um, the the days of Sodom, where it's the first day of Sodom, uh, colon, pussy hair prayer rug. (laughs) And then um, we we get uh, 12 days of Sodom in this little suite here. So it's the first day, the second day, and so on and so forth. Um, That starts with the aforementioned pussy hair prayer rug and ends with... uh, the twelfth day of Sodom. When taking a shit feels sexy. <laughs> I didn't look. I didn't read all of these um, song titles, but yeah, that 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 one's pretty amazing. And then yeah, so then we get to um, and then yeah, then it, then it goes to some more you know typical song titles here. Um, and then and then we get to uh, um, some unfortunate ones that have slurs in them. Um, yeah, that's kind of par for the course for this band, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there are multiple slurs on this track listing here, um, and then we once once you get through all of all of that more problematic stuff, you get to the less problematic stuff, I think, and you get to the <laughs> rectal anarchy suite, which starts off with um, oh god, <laughs> oh, pounding drama sniz rectal anarchy. That's correct. So, yeah. Brian, are you familiar with where the whole rectal anarchy thing comes from? No, but I want to know more than anything in the world right now. <laughs> so, uh, you know who Mersbau is, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how about Gorbion Necropsy? I'm unfamiliar. Tell me more. So- so they're a late 80s Japanese kind of like noise grind band. Um, and they did an album, uh, an album. They did an album with Mersbau called uh, Rectal Anarchy. And every single song title on it was the same format where it was just some sort of like absurd or disgusting phrase, rectal anarchy. So there's like <laughs> finger friggin in grind, rectal anarchy between nothingness and eternity, rectal anarchy, love me, suicidal tendencies, rectal anarchy, chaos <laughs> disorder, rectal anarchy, ski meat, funky, rectal anarchy, uh, fi- force dead face apathy under the rectal anarchy, uh, tits for chaos, rectal anarchy, etc. <laughs> so yeah, just kind of like, uh, uh, some absurd and surreal, 
and very, very silly uh, uh, song titles on that album, which uh, Agoraphobic are kind of paying tribute to. See, yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of carrying on some somewhat of a tradition here. See, I, I that's like kind of the opposite of what I thought when I was first looking at this track listing here and listening to the album as well. I was... I thought to them, rectal anarchy was sort of like a mantra or like a state of living or a state <laughs> of mind, like a you know, like a, a lifestyle brand type of situation. Well, you know what? You might not be wrong. That's that's a very very interesting way to think about it. Is is like a mantra or like a you know, like a phrase, like saying you know, if you're if you're someone that just says like there, but for the grace of God all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, w- a way of living. If, uh, yeah, <laughs> what it really struck me as rectal anarchy um, is a lifestyle choice. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're, uh, they're they have some pretty awesome takes on that on that theme here that I'm looking at, um, and more slurs, unfortunately, as I scroll <laughs> through this some more. But um, yeah, it's like uh, population control is rectal anarchy. That was the one that like stuck out to me. I was like, oh is rectal anarchy so this is this this is a lifestyle this is a state right (laughs) but uh (laughs) jumping yourself in the shower rectal anarchy (laughs) yeah if i just yeah i have i'll i have to close out of that i'm sure yeah 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 we'll 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 stop so we don't go all night on that um yeah uh uh so i'll actually uh, i'm gonna play another agoraphobic track here um because they were they're one of my favorite bands uh i've told this story before on my other podcast holy shit i have adhd but um there was one point where i had a complete agoraphobic nosebleed collection including every comp uh, that they wow. put out a track on. It was fucking insane. It was <laughs> an absolutely absurd collection. And the day I completed it, like I, I had been tracking down this one comp like forever and it finally came up on eBay and I bought it and blah, blah, blah. And it arrived and I just like, ha- I, I did it. Like I completed the collection and I felt fucking absolutely nothing. And I was just <laughs> like, wow, this is like... Uh, these I'm never gonna listen to 99% of these records, especially these comps. Uh, and so, like, I think like literally the next day I started listing them again on Discogs. Uh, so I've kept like the best ones. Um, mm. But yeah, there there was a point. This was right before the uh, Decibel Flexi records came out. Uh, oh yeah, so yeah, right yeah. around 2000, probably 11. Uh, I had a complete collection. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, this is a uh, uh, black ink, black paper off Honky Reduction, which is one of my favorite uh, all-time heavy metal records. So this is a group, another kind of like one man drum machine group uh, called Fat Hacker. Um, and I want to say that it is one of the guys from the band Controlled Bleeding, who were like a New York based industrial band. Um, so they, the, the uh, Paul Lamos uh, from that band 
put out a series of, of industrial music compilations called Dry Lungs. And uh, the fifth edition came out in 92 and had a few tracks by Fat Hacker on it. And yeah, it's like, it's really interesting kind of like five second songs uh, that, that again, really kind of like fit into the genre, but I didn't have the language for it until like decades later, so. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be like a like a napalm death. You suffer. Yeah, and and that's what's what's weird about it is that it it kind of has the structure of like a grind song, but instrumentally it sounds way too clean. Like it it yeah. it's, it sounds like it's it's like a, a synthesized guitar or something maybe. Um, and so it, it feels like someone coming at heavy metal from, you know, like like previously working in industrial music, which kind of makes sense for the compilation. Mm. So yeah, I thought it was an interesting take. And, and again, uh, earlier than I would have expected to kind of hear something like that, 92. Okay, yeah, 90, yeah, that's pretty early for that. Um, yeah, definitely a per, yeah, definitely pre-cyber grind for sure. Definitely a precursor, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, precursor, yeah. Precursor, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> they can be, yeah. Uh, uh, that's why you just sort of say everything with your chest, and if you got it wrong, uh, you know, hopefully only you noticed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's funny. Like um, while I was waiting for you, I was I was rereading the uh, the review that we're going to read later on in the episode, and mm -hmm. I got to a word that I couldn't pronounce, so I had to like Google it and like Google um, not translate, but like had to pronounce it for me. So I oh yeah 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 to say it later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so we'll take into that in a second here. Uh, so we won't spend too much time talking about uh, the next couple of bands, um, but I think they are interesting just as a historical note. Uh, so Wadge, who are from Canada, and Enemy Soil, uh, who I want to say are from Richmond, Virginia. I think uh, they were, yeah. So they were both uh, bands that kind of fit that mold that I was talking about of like, we couldn't find someone to play fast enough. Uh, and they were both really fucking kind of nasty, like gross sounding bands um so they did a split together uh that i'll i'll play some tracks from here um and yeah honestly i'm not really a huge fan of either of these two bands i respect a lot that they were innovators for the time and what they've done for the genre but i, I don't think the music is very good frankly um so i don't know how much time you've spent listening to wadge or enemy soil and if you want to weigh in on either of those two bands uh i'm not familiar with wedge but i do like enemy soil quite a bit um yeah i was i was listening to like the discography thing they put out a while ago and yeah like the early stuff definitely was pretty straightforward like drum machine kind of grind i could hear the influence on cyber grind for sure once you like mentioned it but yeah not familiar with the other band though
so speaking of the other band, though, Wadge, uh, the only other release I wanted to note before we kind of move on is, um, so Brian, do you know the label Robotic Empire or Robodog? I do, yeah, yeah. I saw that in your notes. I, I'm not familiar with the, I never knew it was called Robodog before, but yeah, I, I know it as Robotic Empire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I see. I knew it as Robodog because uh, that was the era that I was around for. Um, but yeah, so they did a seven inch compilation in 2003 called Drum Machine Madness uh, that has uh, Wadge and Agoraphobic and a agoraphobic and a few other bands on there and that i think came out in 2003 uh and yeah so that's just interesting because it was just a comp of all drum machine grindcore bands and i don't think there had been a comp specifically assembled around that particular theme before uh so it's just kind of an interesting little historical footnote for sure yeah yeah that was a good one back in the day robotic empire yeah, uh, I'm actually having trouble uh, other than, like, I want to say they put out some Orchid stuff? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I know they did some, um, yeah, like some of that, like, early Screamo stuff. Um, yeah, a bunch of, like, hardcore and stuff like that, too, from that era, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, there was there there was like a yeah it's it's funny because I know that I have probably at least a dozen releases on that label but I can't for the life of me think of of what any of the bands are that put them out um, um, but yeah so so why don't you why don't you take us into the next thing that you were talking about before which is uh, the two best cybergrind albums according to RateYourMusic.com yeah so like I said before um, I've I've done the bulk of my research thanks to. Uh, RateYourMusic.com, which is a not a new site at all, but somewhat oh. new to me in that I've been mm. using it a lot lately just to discover other types of like genres that I want to get into that I just haven't before. Um, like it's it's cool for like yeah like learning like the difference between all these crazy subgenres and shit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so similar to like Last FM, where like yeah you just kind of search like the tag and then it'll just show you like all the bands and releases and stuff and so according to rate your music the two best cyber grind uh releases according to i guess the users of the site are um board up the house by um genghis tron who are like a band definitely from my youth that i uh, uh never really got into hmm Oh, I just got a calendar um, notification for Cybergrind episode recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't even know I put that in my little calendar, but here we are. Um, and then the other one was uh, something, I think it's Phantom Smasher by Phantom Smasher, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find the Cybergrind tag on Rate Your Music here again. Well, so real quick, I will talk about both of these bands real quick. Um well, you say real quick, a good Jordan. Okay, real quick. Uh, so Genghis Tron, um, they, I, I do like that, but they're a band from my adulthood. Uh, I kind of was around for that band's um, evolution, I guess you could say. And yeah, I thought that they were a really interesting and cool band. Um, so they came to Calgary at one point, uh, touring with Baroness. And uh, so I was like super stoked, uh, you know, uh, was over at a friend's apartment, like, drinking or whatever pre-gaming before we went down to the bar uh because we just like didn't really care for the other bands just kind of wanted to go see Genghis Tron uh and we knew that they were playing second last and Baroness were going to close um so we went down to the bar and literally walked into the bar during Baroness's last song because I had not 
taken into account that it was a Wednesday and they were doing like early show times. Mm. Uh, so the whole show had like wrapped up by like 1130. Uh, um, so I completely fucking missed uh, get, seeing Genghis Tron. Um, but I did manage to get the board up the house vinyl that night. So <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so so Phantom Smasher, I have actually never heard before, but that is uh, that's James Plotkin's band, right? Uh, I don't know who is in this band. Um, yeah, it says, yeah, one of the guys is uh, James Plotkin. Yeah, so I know him from that band Conate uh, on Hydrahead, who are like an incredible doom band and really like, you know, uh, uh, people talk about music feeling like um, despairing or whatever. Uh, Conate is literally the most negative thing I've ever heard in my life. Like it, it is actually <laughs> draining to listen to. Damn. Uh, and it is so fucking good. It, they are such a good band. Uh, so yeah, check out, check out Conate. And I, uh, I need to check out Phantom Smasher because, you know, um, uh, someone that I like their other project had a hand in it. So yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the Conate page here on Rate Your Music Now. And this is a, uh... The, is this the dude from Sun? Is it Stephen O'Neill? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This might be worth checking out. Yeah. Oh, they're they're all ima- amazing records. Definitely check them out. Yeah. The genre tags are got yeah, drone metal, sludge metal. Yeah, I could get into that. Yeah, but uh, this Phantom Smasher band, yeah, um, features a vocalist named Speed Ranch. I don't know what that's all about, but that's cool. Well, Speed Ranch is actually, uh, so he might be a vocalist as well, um, but I know him as a breakcore producer. Uh, So he's actually someone that has worked in the past uh, doing remixes for other Hydrahead artists. He appears oh. on the uh, Agoraphobic Nosebleed remixes CDs um, and also had a hand in one of my favorite electronic records, uh, which is Making Orange Things with uh, Venetian Snares and Speed Ranch, which is just Ooh. a total like break core clusterfuck. And it's, yeah, it's it's juvenile and ridiculous and abrasive and annoying and i love it it's it's so good <laughs> nice yeah I'm, I, yeah I'm not i'm familiar with the uh, yeah breakcore and that kind of scene but that sounds really cool but getting back to phantom smasher yeah this is yeah the number one highly highest rated album um cyber grind um rate your music nice. here and um listening to it yeah do we want to play a clip from this really quick <laughs> Well, I just had to jump around and scroll around a bit because I didn't have time to listen to all four minutes, but uh, I definitely liked what I heard, and I will have to check it out. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. It's uh, I was struggling to find like the cyber grindness of it all in that, but um, there's definitely parts or elements of it in there. But yeah, it leans more. The album itself leans more like avant-garde metal, just kind of more experimental kind of thing. So yeah, I was kind of surprised that this was considered the best uh, Cybergrind album by uh, Rate Your Music, but um, that kind of leads us into one of my more uh, favorite features of this episode here, where I found <laughs> a pretty amazing 
rate your music review of this album um again this is kind of a new site for me but i yeah i i so i i wasn't aware that people wrote these crazy reviews and stuff on here but um this review is by a guy who goes by sudo uh not to dox him or anything but <laughs> this, he wrote this back in 2009 but he appears to be an active user still but he wrote this way back in 2009 but his profile picture he's wearing a face mask and with the uh, uh that statue head that's like imagery from what's that vaporwave the you know what I'm talking oh sure yeah 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 he's got he's got a, he's got wearing a face mask with like that imagery on it and a flat brim one piece hat with the the one piece anime logo right and um and baby blue like ray bands so he's kind of a goofy looking character here sure anyway um so here's here's the review in full i tried this once a few years ago and couldn't get into it what the fuck i must have been on some serious painful sobriety type shit because this is your brain on drugs a veritable scrambled egg of an album phantom smasher finds angular guitars best friends (laughs) knifing each other in cybernetic kidneys amongst the digital debris of the back alleys of some faceless dystopian steampunk shithole while the back biting (laughs) drum machine calculatingly plans the demise of both parties through manipulation of their own oh god there's that word again that i forgot to pronounce already is it machinations yeah machinations machinations Machinations, yeah (laughs) that was the word i stumbled on before (laughs) i did not i did not remember how to say it (laughs) oh my god um anyway in a startling plot twist it is uncovered that the base knew it all along and all stringed life forms become united in an uprising against the mount the mount bank bionic pulsator the entire upheaval ends in an apocalyptic clash of dancing zombie minions and a salvo of blazing steel in which all three commanders are ultimately destroyed africa will never be the same again oh boy wow yeah (laughs) yeah that was a tough read um yeah uh uh, someone someone that has a thesaurus on hand for sure exactly mountebanking you don't hear that fucking word much which word mountebanking yeah exactly yeah yeah i i like like the first time i read that i read like the first like run-on sentence and i was like all right i'm bored of this and then i kept (laughs) scribbling and saw africa will never be the same again that was like the last line of the review and i was like okay we have to read that whole thing now because like what how the how the fuck did we get to, to that So doubling back for a sec here, um, you were talking before about like you you listen to the Phantom Smasher thing and you're kind of like not sure about what the cyber elements of it are, I guess. Um, And this is something that I kind of have been thinking about a little bit, uh, but I haven't brought up. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts on whether the production techniques themselves uh, could be considered part of what makes it cyber outside of synthetic instruments. Um, Just in terms of like a a traditionally produced grindcore album, you would never get vocals that were produced like the ones that I heard on that Phantom Smasher track with like, you know, uh, crazy effects and like weird uh, uh, spatial manipulation in like the stereo field and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You know, grindcore has traditionally been much more about just like, like, like a a raw live off the floor recording, ideally, you know? Um, And so, yeah. So, so, so maybe the cyber part of it comes uh, or can come from, you know, like using the studio as an instrument more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I never even thought of that, but yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, it definitely has like a unique production quality that I I did not hear in other albums. In addition to like all the other avant-garde weirdness that was going on with it. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I definitely have to listen to it again to kind of pick up on more of like the production style that you're talking about. Because yeah, that was definitely what stood out to me immediately was like how like yeah the production was definitely unique from a lot of other stuff I heard. Yeah, I think that covers that section of the little outline we got here with the mm-hmm. those yeah, those are the two according to Rate Your Music users, those are the two best Cybergrind albums. I don't know if I agree because I have my own two favorites that I've picked here that we might sure. get to do, I guess now or Yeah, let's do it. Roll right in. Yeah. So um what I kinda discovered and I mentioned this earlier is that yeah, my my tastes definitely are kind of informed by nostalgia in that yeah I give me give me the MySpace era of the genre <laughs> because uh, the uh, the two albums I have here are um, uh, We Came with Broken Teeth by We Came with Broken Teeth this is a uh, an EP and they're um, not really I mean Cybergrind and well they, according to Rate Your Music they are Cybergrind so I'm taking that as gospel truth. Um, they are tagged Cybergram, but also Deathcore. So this is like some, yeah, Deathcore informed uh, or influenced uh, Cybergrind. Uh, definitely some white belt energy going on here uh, with uh, We Came With Broken Teeth specifically. And then the other um, album I have here is called, uh, what is it called? For Derek by I Shot the Duck Hunt Dog. <laughs> And um, that's also more uh, Nintendo Core leaning. Um, it's not. I don't even think it, Rate Your Music has declared this a, a Cyber Grind record, but it is. It is Grindcore played through like a, a Nintendo themed lens. Uh, in that, like a lot of these um, song titles, uh, for example, are kind of like video game themed. Like uh, uh, the first, like the intro track is called Start Screen, and then what else is it? yeah Tetris? Don't uh, one song is called Tetris doesn't have shit on Doctor Robotnik. Yeah. <laughs> uh then i think the one i'm going to play is called peach is one dumb bitch <laughs> so yeah you kind of get what you kind of know what you're getting with uh the i shot the duck hunt dog um, cool well well i'll cue up the uh we came with broken teeth track right here why don't you talk about that band first because i want to talk about nintendo stuff after you talk about the other band okay cool yeah yeah we came with broken teeth yeah this is like definitely more deathcore influence than like grindcore influence like cyber grind if you want to even if you want to call it that but um yeah this is like a sound that i just i don't know i've been gravitating towards a lot lately um just yeah just reminds me of just being a teenager and just kind of experiencing all this kind of stuff for the first time with like just subculture in general you know just being like 15 and clueless about like subculture and hardcore and right all the stuff that comes with it but like i remember do you know the band heavy heavy low low uh i know the name but i don't think i've ever heard their music yeah yeah that they're another like myspace scene grind kind of band um and i they the first like diy show i ever went to was um the fall of troy headlined and protest the hero before they like blew up like they only had like one album at that point mm-hmm. um, that kind of like that proggy kind of metalcore band i think yeah canadian band i think yeah i think they were from uh I want to say Winnipeg, but they might be from Ontario somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I remember they they dedicated a song to Dragon Force for some reason when I saw them. <laughs> nice. We're not playing this show at all. Um, we're probably very much in Japan at the time. <laughs> they were like, "I'm going to Dragon Force." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, but yeah, Heavy Heavy Lolo played that show as well, and like 
um that was the first diy show i ever went to uh it was like 2006 i want to say and like my first experience with like with grindcore was seeing heavy heavy lolo and like i don't I, gr- any grindcore like purist would not tell you they're a grindcore band but i just remember standing there and just kind of laughing like oh sick this is what grindcore is because it's like really short fast hard you know songs like just aggressive and just it, it's kind of wacky at the same time too and that that was mm-hmm. what my understanding of grindcore was back then and it's, it kind of still is in a way but um but yeah the, I, I just think about, about that stuff a lot and just like i never really grew out of it as ridiculous as a lot of that stuff is like in especially the more like sassy like blood brothers kind of stuff too like um yeah i don't know that just i know that era of music is kind of becoming um i guess nost- a lot of people are just becoming nostalgic for it and like there are a lot of like really good up-and-coming bands now that are playing like like MySpace era deathcore that are like really good. And I don't know, I've just mm. been fiending for that kind of stuff lately. <laughs> you know, it's funny because until uh, I started doing the prep for this, um, I really had not listened to any of this kind of stuff in probably 10 years. Uh, so it was really kind of a kind of fun little exercise for me to go back and, and listen to stuff and see what holds up and what doesn't and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, for the most part, yeah, I still really liked uh, the stuff that I went back to as well. You know, I still I was still air drumming along to like every song on that first Locust record because like, again, I, I just I know all these albums like inside and out. And even if I haven't heard them in a decade, I still really like it. So, um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so why don't you tell us about uh, about uh, uh, for Derek, um, and then I'll talk a little bit about Nintendo. Okay. Oh yeah. What did What did you think? Did you listen to the We Came with Broken Teeth song? Or? I have not. No. Uh, okay. Did you want me to do that now? Yeah. Well, why don't I do that now? And I'll give you. Yeah. Some then thoughts. we'll move on to I Shot the Duck. Up. Cool. I really like that. That's good. Uh, that is very. It's extremely 2006. Absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I, that said, I mean, th- that's not a bad thing necessarily. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, bands like Animosity or whatever around like when would that have been? 2008, 10, something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah um, it's funny that you bring up Animosity again because uh, when you first like brought them up i was like surprised that you knew about that but like um also it reminded me of um a cyber grind band i discovered while prepping for this episode uh remixed um a couple of animosity tracks and i couldn't find oh. like, i was gonna include it in the episode but like i couldn't find it on spotify it was like a, a youtube only thing i guess but um and also wasn't really cyber grind it was like a, a band called drum corpse uh, sure yeah, yeah 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 they remixed a bunch of animosity songs okay and- cool yeah. So yeah. So so drum core, I think is like I think that's another break core guy, but I might be totally off base on that. I, no, I think that I think it is. Yeah, I think it might be one guy. Um, yeah, and from what I understand, it is he kind of operates yeah more in like the break core scene, but um, just happened to remix a bunch of animosity tracks, and I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Nice. I didn't anticipate there being so much deathcore and cybergrind crossover, but like that's what I'm kind of getting with 
we came with broken teeth and that animosity thing. Well, and there's those almost even um, just in the tone of the drum. Uh, it's almost a little bit like slam because it has that extremely pingy fucking piccolo snare too. Yeah, even though it's yeah. a drum machine, they've still made it sound like a piccolo snare, and I think right. that's really interesting. So, <laughs> mm. yeah. So, so tell us about I shot the duck hunt dog. Uh, I think this is also just one guy. Yeah, this is just another kind of like yeah Nintendo core leaning band, but still very much grind in the way it's structured and everything. Um, but yeah, with a shit ton of like video game references and that kind of thing, more grind than horse the band, that's for sure. <laughs> cool. So I'm gonna take a moment here and uh, listen to a little bit of "I Shot the Duck Hunt Dog." Uh, this track, Peach is one dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, I guess. Uh, uh, the thing that I noticed about both of these last two bands, um, I feel like there's way too much fucking kick drum in the mix. It's extremely boomy. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. Um, but yeah, you kind of get a feel though for like where my tastes are. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, I'll use this, this last band as a way to dovetail into talking about like my own kind of reservations about generally what I think of as like Nintendo shit in music. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's an extremely hard sell for me. Uh, it's, it's really only been recently that I've been able to kind of like appreciate video video game music on its own merits and kind of like you know like okay yeah there is uh, uh musicality to this stuff and and some of it is very very good and interesting um but yeah generally like when i hear uh, uh some sort of like 8-bit sounding sample or something in uh in music and especially especially in something that is supposed to sound like aggressive or scary it's like I can't take this seriously at all. It's it's yeah. like it's like getting yelled at by a clown and not like uh, uh, Pennywise, like like just just Ronald. Right. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, what am I supposed to be scared here? Like it's fucking circus music. I never really thought about like that before, but I, I get what you're saying. It's I I've, it reminded me of uh, my own reservations I have with like comedy music or any music that tries to be funny on purpose. Yeah, I like yeah, I I much rather listen to like music that's funny on accident like <laughs> i just i don't know i maybe i'm a cruel person in that regard but i just i don't know i i like when music's just funny on accident <laughs> no i i'm right there with you i despite so i actually i actually uh have done musical comedy before um and i'm doing some upcoming uh, later this week actually uh but i fucking hate musical comedy it is not something that i listen to at all uh yeah, it's it's yeah i just like i don't enjoy it i want i want to listen to music or i want to have a laugh uh and i think that writing and performing musical comedy is very fun which is why there's so much of it but it is oh, a fucking sure. chore to listen to man <laughs> is, yeah like even weird al i just can't get down with it i know that's an unpopular opinion that i've voiced before i get it but yeah i don't know it just, i just i don't know i i have to laugh at other people's like i like i don't know it's a it's a cruel thing for sure but i don't know <laughs> um, like are you from like just to tie this all together actually um sure with like video games 
music and just laughing at music that's just because it's bad have you ever heard game over by falling in reverse no uh that is again a, a band that i'm aware of but they were yeah. just after the era that i was involved in like screamo yeah whatever this is like hot topic spooky guy like metalcore like band swoop hair metalcore exactly yeah like um and the the dude that does that band is com- a complete douchebag and i like is my least favorite person in all of music i think and but like he like he's mo- made the the worst but like unintentionally funniest song i've ever heard that's like the opening line is like my life is like a video game and then it's like collecting coins and like oh, no. it's the most generic version of like a video <laughs> game song right and right but it has like the bleeps and the bloops and like the sound uh. like, jumping all throughout it and and like all those like kind of samples that you'd expect to hear in a song like that but it's just done so like on the nose and like all of his music is like that it's just like really on the nose like just really obvious like it's just music for stupid people i guess i don't know it's like (laughs) it's so heavy-handed and like i don't know but um that's what that reminded me of um tie it all together i guess something i just realized as you were saying it there is that i actually i don't mind the super mario coin sound uh there's like i i generally video game elements and songs i I just don't want to hear it but i there's a couple of drum and bass tracks that i can think of that prominently feature that like or whatever the fucking coin collection sound i really like that one that's a good sound (laughs) So speaking of of Nintendo, um, why don't we use that as our jumping off into uh, the next part, which is Cyber Grind Today, because I actually did listen to these tracks because I was curious where Cyber Grind has ended up. And this first band, Blind Equation, uh, they use a lot of fucking Nintendo elements in their music. (laughs) Yeah, they they do. Um, yeah, I don't even know if you would call this cyber grind, but like I, what, what I've discovered before we even like thought about doing this episode is like, uh, is that cyber grind? Yeah, it's very much alive and well, but it's, it definitely does not sound like agoraphobic nosebleed or the berserker. Um, right. And, um, and the, the three bands that I've pulled, yeah, I think are the best examples of that. Um, chop, 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 or chop times seven, I guess, because it's just the word chop seven times in a row. Um, is I think the more orthodox traditional version of it, of cyber grind today, um, but is more uh, I guess well yeah we'll get to the we'll get to it but um, yeah but uh, one thing we before we get into like cyber grind today uh, is do we sure. want to listen to that uh, that Wisconsin band I found really quick oh yeah great yes please if you don't know I am from the great state of Wisconsin lived here all my life and one of the the best parts about doing research for this was finding a cyber grind band from my home state of Wisconsin and that band is called Uncle Bob Drives a Combine and they are from I think the Milwaukee area of Wisconsin um let me pull up their thing here really quick I they're uh, members of uh, the band, the experimental metalcore band, A Scanner Darkly, who were uh, named after the uh, was Philip K. Dick, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were from where in Wisconsin? Oh, Wausau, Wisconsin, I guess. Okay, that's like more central Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, uh, this was the yeah they went on to do A Scanner Darkly, I believe, or maybe the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they put out two records. Um, one of which is called Episode Three: The Journey Begins, um, and that appears to be a concept record about 
um, I, I don't some demented evil farmer, I guess, <laughs> if I had to guess, just based on these song titles and just sure. general knowledge I have of this band being from middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, and their name and everything. Uh, yeah, scene two, it should be the song. That, but yeah, it appears to be like a concept album because yeah, there's uh, scenes and interludes and all that. And yeah, I wish I knew like the story of the album. I just don't have the attention span for that right now. <laughs> Um, from what I gather, it just seems to be, yeah, like some sort of concept album about some evil farmer type. And yeah, I mean, we're in Wisconsin. So yeah, I, I have a feeling that's what it's about. But they also put sure. a record in 2008 called The Farmer's Almanac that's on Gilead Media, which is a pretty prominent. Oh, sure. Yeah. Metal uh, they put out uh, Northless, who I fucking love from yeah, Milwaukee. That, yeah. Long running Milwaukee band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're an Oshkosh, Wisconsin based label. Mm. Uh, that all, yeah, Gilead. Fest used to be a really big thing here in Wisconsin that never got a chance to go to. But yeah, Gilead put out a shit ton of really cool stuff. It still does. Dude runs a record store, I think, in Oshkosh. Now. Oh, wow. Cool. Well, I'm going to take a sec and listen to Uncle Bob Drives a Combine because uh, I have not heard this yet. Um, so I'm going to uh, give myself a little taste from scene two here, which is indeed the track that you sent. And uh, I'll let you know what I think of it in a moment. Awesome. Driving the Combine, driving the tractor. That's really bizarre, but uh, uh, it's very interesting and definitely cyber. That's that's I think the most cyber thing we've heard tonight. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 fucking awesome. I got really high listening to that whole thing like a week ago. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, nice. We're yeah. gonna have to. I think we're just gonna have to like. Uh, well, we'll have to do one of these where you just talk about Milwaukee because I don't I don't know much about Milwaukee, but it seems like a very interesting place. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I'd be happy to talk about my my home state. That's that's nice. one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, you you seem to have a lot of local pride, and I respect that a lot. So I, I weirdly do. Yeah, it's like I mean, could or specifically local cultural pride. Too. But Wisconsinite, that, that that's me. Yeah, couldn't couldn't give less of a fuck about being an American, but I am Wisconsinite for sure. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, so that would lead us into yeah, cyber grind as we know it and love it today. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you you did listen to all three of those tracks already? I did listen to all three. Uh, I liked uh, Chop, 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 and I liked Thought Crime. Uh, Blind Equation, I really did not care for, specifically because of how much, uh, again, for lack of a better phrase, video game shit was in there. simulation. <laughs>
So tell me about that band, Blind Equation. We'll start yeah, with them. Yeah, they're uh, from not Chicago, but somewhere in Illinois. They play here a bunch. Uh, they actually just played Milwaukee um, with Callous Dowboys, who are like one of my favorite current bands. They played a basement, um, but I was I actually already had plans um, that <laughs> night. But um, yeah, Blind Equation is literally just three dudes. It's a, a guitar player, not a guitar player, a guitar player. So that would explain all the goofy sounds you were hearing that you didn't like. That's, <laughs> that's all guitar, as far as I know. And uh, it's a vocalist, a guitar player, and then a drummer. Uh, they're a three-piece band. And yeah, it's like, it is more like metalcore influenced, I think. I, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if like We Came With Broken Teeth was like a big influence of theirs because I, I, I kind of got similar vibes. And that like there's like heavy like heavy breakdowns and that kind of thing, but yeah, I, they're the, they've been a band that I've been aware of for the last couple of years, and I, I'm still kind of on the fence about them to be honest. I'm like, do I like this or do I think this is horrible? But um, <laughs> I don't. Sometimes those are my favorite bands, like like that I sure. figure out if like this is the greatest thing ever or like the worst thing ever. I don't know. Um, well, and even I, I think that 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 is something to me that uh uh is so much more intriguing than just knowing whether you like or hate something exactly is you know there's there, there's records that i come back to every few <laughs> years and it's not because i like them like i i know that i've listened to them and i know that like it's not ever something that I like put down and maybe I don't really care for some of the songs, but there's like something about it still that makes it worth returning to once in a blue moon. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like a good example for that with me is like, and not to reference our problematic age gap once again, <laughs> but, um, the band attack attack. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Like that band was like after my generation a little bit, but like that was when I was like starting to like think metalcore was just like dead as a genre. I was like, this, this is where we're at. This is horrible. Like, I, and I, <laughs> but, I would, but I would hate, I found myself hate watching that one song they have that everyone knows. Stick um, stickly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. So I know what crab core is. That's for uh, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, but um, I came back to that video over and over again just to hate watch it. And now I think in the current <laughs> year, I love it. Now I think it's like, that's insanely sick. And I kind of miss it. That, that's, that era, that scene a little bit. But um, is the, uh, is the broken side critical reevaluation next? Uh, I hope not. I don't. I think <laughs> that might already be happening, but because um, that is the same era, I think, and totally yeah, think late two thousands nostalgia is upon us, as I've mentioned throughout the episode. But I hope we. I hope. I hope we don't reevaluate Broken Side at all. I think, <laughs> um, and to think we. Yeah, and to think I once thought that was like the worst thing ever compared to what I hear now. But um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even think something like that could exist now, just because like. I just we've we've all become too irony pilled to the point where it's like I don't think you can <laughs> safely hate things anymore without just like kind of giggling and loving it a little bit secretly. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So so why don't you tell us about about Chop X Seven? Yeah. Uh, this is a one man uh, grind no, noise grind dude. Um, I found him on TikTok of all places, like because hmm. he was just like. A dude that just wears like a a red mask, um, and like a not like a, a ski mask kind of like, and just talks about like harsh noise and stuff on TikTok. And then I guess he also makes harsh noise under the, the name Last October, which is all one word. Um, it's pretty cool. And then yeah, he's had this like 
one-man grind project for the last couple of years that I've been following ever since I found him on TikTok. And uh, this, I think this, he just dropped this most recent album a couple weeks ago called We Live As Ghosts, which features a song that you heard. Um, and it, it feels to me like really locusty more than mm. anything else that we've heard so far. I don't know if you got the same kind of vibes, but like the... I didn't, I didn't pick out that influence, um, but I definitely, uh, uh, like I said, I, I liked these other two bands much more than Blind Equation uh, because they were more along the lines of, I guess, what I'm kind of used to, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the kind of like the synthy bloops that I, I heard in the song were kind of reminded me of the locust a lot um and i think that is like a huge influence but i know he has like a a vast like like array of just mm. noise influences and stuff like that and um yeah I, I, that's like like my favorite album that i've heard so far this year is just, it's because it's all like like that and it's a very also very uh whereas it's like leftist politics on its sleeve as well and like the song titles and the lyrics and that kind of thing too and yeah it's kind of like a yeah like subject matter is very relatable you know um and yeah i don't know i I just yeah it just really really like drew me in with that and like yeah it it seems the most traditional cyber grind thing of all like the bands that i've been hearing recently this kind of current wave of the genre Thought Crime, um, uh, yeah, I'm less familiar with. I, I see the name a lot. Their album that last year was just okay, and and le- also less cyber grindy, but like they're they're way more diverse. I think mm. when their their influences, like there's like a new metal song on that record that I really liked. Um, I can't remember the name of, but um, yeah, I think cyber grind just uh, and and from what I understand, the Thought Crime and a lot of these other bands are also very openly queer as well and I, mm. I, I that's um something you never would have seen like in the 90s or early 2000s or any of the 2000s really um so yeah it's kind of following a lot of like subgenre following suit with a lot of subgenres lately i've seen like just being more openly queer like um which is really cool What did you think of Thought Crime sonically? Yeah, um, no, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed most of the stuff uh, uh, that you sent me. Really, literally, the only thing that I didn't like was Blind Equation. Uh, <laughs> the other stuff was like, if if it wasn't something that I would go back to, it was at least like interesting to listen to for five minutes. So for sure, yeah, yeah, um, cool. Um, I guess if we don't have anything else to go through, yeah, into the uh, it's game time, game. baby. Yeah. So why don't you set this up for us, Brian? Uh, uh, Brian's gonna pop quiz me on something uh, uh tell us what what you're about to subject me to okay so um i used to listen to this podcast uh called the the metal injection live cast it was that metal blog they just did a podcast version of it essentially mm-hmm. and um like are you familiar with metal injection like the site the um i've i again i'm familiar with the name uh because okay. i feel like uh 
So I have a friend, um, Sarah Kitteringham, who uh, is a, like, I think she literally did her doctoral thesis on heavy metal. Um, and I believe that she has done, uh, like, streams on their site or something at, at different points. Do they do, like, a live streaming thing? Uh, I'm not sure about that specifically, but, like, they did a, uh, the guy that ran, one of the guys that ran the, the blog, yeah, had a, a podcast with a bunch of uh, friends of his, and they kind of just, it was like a call, it was a call-in show, a call-in podcast for a while. They had a lot of interesting characters that would call in and talk about, right. like, and like bitch about like metal and stuff, but um, they did a game called Death or No Death, where uh, a guy, like one of the guys like put together a list of bands that he found that were metal bands with ridiculous names, and then he would mix them in with uh, bands that he made up. Right. And so I'm basically stealing that idea and doing it. It's, uh, it's very, that. very, very well, well-trod territory. Uh, the, the, uh, I made up a couple of fake things, so don't yeah. worry. Every podcast does a version of that. Exactly. <laughs> We're yeah. in very good company. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I have a list of band names here, some of which I've made up, some of which mm-hmm. I found on either Last.fm or Rate Your Music under the Cyber Grind tag. And... Yeah, as long as like Cybergrind was the tag, uh, I right. I don't know what any of these bands sound like to be honest. But they're tagged Cybergrind on Last FM or Rate Your Music, so that counts. So yeah, I, I guess we'll just get right into it. So I'll uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'll read you the name and then you, you say if it's real or fake, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first one is my mouth is full of drop kicking astronauts. Oh Jesus fucking Christ. Uh that's that's too abysmal for you to have made up. Uh no offense, but like you couldn't have thought of something that annoying. Yeah, that's true. That is a good <laughs> like, I, I feel like that was going to be a kind of a, a softball, actually, just because of how specific, yeah. It, it, it was way too epic bacon uh, for it not to be real. Okay, all right. Uh, next one is, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. that That's tough, actually. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, I'm going to say real again. No, it's fake. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) That's a good one, though. You should call a band. I have to go to the That's kind of why I thought of it. I was like, that would be such a name for like... Oh, my God. Or just anything, really. Yeah, totally. It could be like a sketch comedy show. Exactly, yeah. Um, That's got to be the name of something. Um, Nice. Well done. Cul-de-sac Massacre. Cul-de-sac Massacre. (sighs) You made that one up. I did. Well, technically, yeah. I did. Um, nice. When my brother and I, like, we had a quote unquote band uh, when we were, like, much younger, like, in our late teens. And, uh-huh. like, we weren't a real band. It, like, it's a long story, but we were trying to, we never landed on a name either, but that was one that my brother suggested. <laughs> so that's a whole yeah, it, story, but yeah. That, that one wasn't complicated or annoying enough to be a real Cybergrind band. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, up next is Preschool Tea Party Massacre. Preschool Tea Party Massacre. You're hitting me with two massacres in a row, and that's a very good strategy on your part. Because now <laughs> I don't, I, I have to metagame it now and think about whether that's like, yeah, hmm. That one is real. That is real, yeah. Oh, okay, nice. I was, yeah, I like put a lot of thought into this and, and even a lot of thought into the order in which i read these totally off. yeah i, I do <laughs> two massacres in a row might throw you off but you got it um kindergarten hazing ritual kindergarten hazing ritual that's real 
that is yeah that is real did you know that already nice. no just okay. just again just just yeah it's 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 uh, it, you know um <laughs> what the fuck is his name uh the guy who was like when he's talking about pornography and he's like he, he couldn't describe it but he knows it oh, when he, he knows sees it, it. Really yeah yeah is yeah it? it's like i know i know i know my space when i see it exactly yeah <laughs> okay all right up next is nursing home bomb threat <laughs> Uh, that's fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good one, though. That's a very funny one. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, completely made that one up. Just, yeah. Um, twat appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking horrible. I'm going to say that's real. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is real. <laughs> uh, I think you've nailed all of these so far. Uh, yeah, I think I have. Uh, wait, did you get I have to go to the bathroom or not? Or No, I didn't. I, I missed that one. Okay, so you, okay. you got one on me there, yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. It's very funny. And then there was cum. <laughs> Fuck, uh, you made that one up. I did. Nice. <laughs> uh, up next is Fupa Goddess. <laughs> uh, oh, for real. Yeah, unfortunately, that one's real. No, and, and you know, again, these, these are ones... Uh, so again, I'm metagaming here, but my strategy is it's easy to figure out the ones that are real because they're the ones that are misogynist. You wouldn't have made up something that was like so outwardly misogynist as a band name because you would feel bad about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I like that line of thinking. Okay. Uh, up next is the Groovy Orphanage. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, God. I like, I don't know if I've talked about this before. Probably not. Um, but groovy is like one of my most hated words. Really? Like, I feel the way about that word that other people do about like moist or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel um, like I'm going to say that that one is fake. Uh, that one is actually real. <laughs> ah, damn. Nice. So you're, so you got two on me now. Yep. All right, up next is abortion for breakfast. That's real. That is fake. Really? Nice. Well <laughs> done. Abortion for breakfast, yep. That was fake. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, uh, Chris, used to play in a band uh, here called Abortion Grenade, which <laughs> still sticks out of my mind as one of the funniest fucking band names I've ever heard in my life. That is a good one, yeah. <laughs> I got you with that one. Um, well done, yeah. So that's three that's, now, right? Yeah, that's three. Uh, nice. Next one is totally fucking gay <laughs> uh real yeah that one's real i thought i'd get you with that nice. <laughs> yeah, <that> <laughs> um sperm overdose hmm i'm gonna say real but i'm wrong no you're you're right that is a real bad okay good nice um sexual harassment seminar uh real that's fake <laughs> <laughs> well done the misogynist name i was like i don't know no I, I, don't, I don't think sexual harassment seminar is a misogynist name that's a thing that any yeah, corporation true. does right yeah like, yeah yeah. <laughs> it just, it, yeah i don't know it, it felt so for now but <laughs> I, I i didn't find that offensive for okay. what it's worth i haven't really found anything offensive per se but uh some yeah. of them have been a little on the nasty side <laughs> All right, uh, next is Hentai Cum Dragon. <laughs> that's real? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Amazing. Hentai Cum Dragon. Yep. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> I, got, I got two left. Okay, uh, nice. Grandfather cock. Uh, real. Fake. <laughs> Another good one. That's a good pun uh, yeah. grind band name, though. Yep. That would be like a very good comedy grind band. Absolutely. Or, or porno grind, yeah. Or porno grind, yep. All right, and last but not least, slimy elongated butthole medicine. Slimy elongated butthole medicine. Uh, I'm going to say that that is real. No, it is not. And do you know Damn. what that is? Damn! That is you know, I, I assume that. it's a pretty, a pretty, uh, uh, it's, it's a very graphic description of a suppository from the sounds of it. Uh, no, so you're not going to believe this, but um, that was something that Alex tweeted from the podcast account while I was working on this list. <laughs> he, like, he, so Alex tweeted slimy, elongated butthole medicine from our shared podcast account. While you know what? Just, now, that you, now that you have said it, I absolutely saw that tweet. I know that I absolutely saw <laughs> and scrolled past without faving uh, that particular tweet. I know that I saw it. Uh, <laughs> and for some reason, uh, uh, that that phrase did not stick out of my mind. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was saving that one for last for that reason. I was like, is he going to remember that or not? Or should I put that down or not? Like, but, Again, uh, very good strategy to save that one for last for that reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could not believe that too. Wow. I was like working on this list, like on my phone, and then I got a notification from Twitter saying like someone like liked or commented on our post, and I went to the post, and it was that, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to use that now <laughs> for this list, and that seemed like a good place to stop too. So there we are. Nice. But, well, yeah, uh, I, I fooled you with what, like four or five of them? I was four, I think. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, it was five by the end of it because I, I missed the last one too, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, so five. Bad, actually, yeah. Out, out of how many total? Twelve? Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to count. Yeah, four, five. Yeah, more, yeah, more than twelve. Okay, yeah. I, just, I was just curious my ratio, that's all. I want to know how well I did. As, oh, yeah. As a certified yeah. teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's uh, that was my list. Very well done. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing. Is this Cybergrind band name real or fake? Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of a lot of these. I, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Grandfather cock just really made me laugh. I don't know how I came up with that one, but um, yeah. So nice. I guess that's all I got for uh, Cyber Grind here. How long have we been going? It's been we've been going uh, close to two hours now. I think. Yeah. Um, but there's actually like uh, there's actually two more things that I wanted to uh, cover before we sign off here. Uh, something right. doubling way back to the start of the show. Um, so when we were talking about influences and origins, you mentioned the Berserker. Uh, now we did not really get into that at all, uh, and I'm actually not familiar at all with the Berserker. So why don't you tell me tell us about that a little bit? <laughs> They um not like horribly familiar with them either. Uh, I just uh what well, yeah just doing some research here. I just found that like or that was a name that I'd heard a lot growing up, and I, I knew they were kind of like tied to like uh like the more extreme metal scene, but yeah, had and more had more like electronic elements. But I never knew what Cybergrind was, but I had already or had always heard that name. And 
yeah it, from what i can tell it was just uh uh just like an early yeah cyber grind kind of band that was just pretty straightforward for the genre if i remember correctly yeah the uh the broken ep was the i think that was their first release and i think that's considered their their best but yeah it's um oh i'm like yeah i'm looking at their like their page here and they're an australian band actually oh nice uh yeah and like other genre tags are uh yeah like uh industrial and death metal and speedcore oddly enough so yeah they, i think that's where the uh um the speedcore i think that's where a lot of the cyberness must be coming from if that's <laughs> one of the tags as well sure so that's cool yeah um yeah members also in Ekerkaki, that's the other and just sure, involved, that, man. Those, yeah there's only two names i know here but yeah um that's yeah the berserker as far as i know i wonder if they're named after the quote from clerks i was I just know. thinking that i don't know Probably not, but who knows, right? <laughs> um, and then the only other thing I wanted to talk about, so I'm going to send you another track here real quick on Twitter. Um, so this is from a group called Sudoku, who is another uh, sort of one-man grind band, and actually the alter ego of another one-man grind band uh, called Parliamentarisk Sodomy, uh, who are a Norwegian kind of political grind band. Um, so I don't know whether you could really call this cyber grind, but uh, Sudoku bill, bills himself, uh, bills this project, I guess I should say, as space grind. Uh, so there's a lot of that kind of really weird vocal production. There's a lot of very kind of like proggy song structures, uh, but it's also, you know, insane blast beats and 3,000 mile an hour riffs, and it's a really 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 fun record uh so yeah have a listen to that track and, and i'm curious what you think Yeah, that's pretty good. I, like it was called Space Grind, or they they're calling it Space Grind. So I was like expecting something kind of more along the lines of what you said, kind of more like proggy and like more like atmospheric. But that was pretty straight, more a lot more straightforward than I, what I was expecting. Like uh, a little like more like technical too, like with the mm -hmm. musicianship than what I was expecting. Yeah, a little more structured even, like wall of noise, you know. And and yeah, yeah and Parliamentary Sodomy are also uh, definitely worth checking out. Like very very complex extremely well-produced records uh great band yeah yeah i'll definitely yeah check that out yeah because I, I do like when this stuff can lead more like technical too um but yeah nice that's pretty sick well i um, i learned a lot about Cybergrind today um yeah I you know too. i learned a lot about the origins of the genre and and where things are going and kind of uh, uh what exactly uh uh the cyber part of it involves exactly yeah uh, yeah I, I i think we learned as much if not more than the audience at this point <laughs> <laughs> i would say um, so too nice yeah and then we got a lot of fake band names that are free to use for anyone help yourselves folks I, yeah name your band i have to go to the bathroom I, I, <laughs> I, I don't care what music you make i just want that to be a band name it's a good band name absolutely <laughs> yeah all right cool. well uh yeah well next time i'm not sure what we'll be talking about but i've got a couple ideas um and hopefully next time we'll have a title for this thing too that we'll be able to actually say into the microphone so yeah hopefully we'll have a name by the next episode uh-huh but for now uh i've been jordan i've been brian and we'll talk to you next time